Hey everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to be hosting Courtyard NFT again. If you've joined us in the past, they are good friends of ours. And so welcome. Welcome, um, Nicholas, as well as Zach from Courtyard. How are you guys doing? Hi, thanks for thanks for having us. Uh, I think Jake is there as well. So I think Jake and Zach are, are here, but uh, we're doing good. Yeah, we're good to be back here. Jake and Zach, got it. Yes. We, we, we have a lot of the team here today, a lot of different accounts, so we want to make sure everyone's clear on who's who. But yeah, I'm Jake behind the Sneaks account. Nico is a, a overall CEO, co-founder. And then we have the Courtyard account in here too, um, which... But yeah, I would love if you guys could introduce you uh, yourselves for a little bit. I know Nicholas, um, he's the co-founder and CEO, and he's worn a lot of hats before he got started with Courtyard, working at Google, and a lot of other music labels. And so we're interested in knowing the backgrounds of each of you before we get started. Of course. Um, yeah, as you mentioned for me, uh, yeah, I, I started uh, at Google and then uh, I was uh, I was basically the main person managing music labels for, for YouTube. So switched completely from the tech entertainment industry to move to like web three full time. And, uh, and yeah, so it's been, it's been a year that we launched courtyard now and, uh, it's, uh, lots of updates, lots of innovation. So excited to, to share with you guys. Um, yeah, uh, I, I guess I could go next. Um, I, uh, was previously working at Google, uh, and YouTube with, with Nico, actually, he sat next to me and noticed that, this guy was on Discord and Twitter the entire day uh, when he wasn't working. And so became a kind of natural transition to the Web3 world as a community manager. And so, yeah, I run uh, our, all our social accounts, our Discord, uh, everything community uh, I'm involved with for Courtyard and Sneaks. And um, yeah, I think that's a pretty quick so so jake was sitting jake was sitting next to me and he was literally telling me about every new he's a huge sneaker head and was telling me about every new sneaker drop uh like every single time it was like hey this thing is dropping next week and so on and so it's it's kind of funny i came back to him and said like can you believe now you're launching you're working with sneakers and web3 together and i was like yeah it's kind of a it's kind of unreal but uh but yeah and then we have zach Zach, do you want to do a quick intro yeah, hey everyone. Uh, my name's Zach. Just started at Courtyard uh, a couple weeks ago now, but coming from Coinbase um, on the asset side. Uh, so lots of really exciting uh, things in store um, with Courtyard. Um, of course, Courtyard is the infrastructure that's powering these connected collectibles. Um, Sneaks is one of our in-house brands, uh, but this infrastructure is available um, for anyone um, in the Web3 space looking to create uh, connected collectibles. So you know, it's that Web3 checkout experience. Uh, we got a lot of really cool things coming up, and uh, Sneaks is one of those flagship drops that we're really excited to, to share with the world. Yeah, so, so Jack is joining. Uh, Zach is joining as uh, on the marketing side. So we we're putting a bit more effort now on uh, now that we build all this tech to to focus on the on marketing and branding and, and partnerships and so on. So so yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. And so we're going to talk about sneaks today. And I pinned one of your tweets about your 3D modeling and as well as your live site. It's a sneaks.world for anyone who wants to check it out. It's super awesome. You can actually act like you're opening the box by clicking on the arrows um, when you're on 
when you're on site and then um, looking at the shoe and it just zooms in and it's super cool quality and it goes inside a vault. And so awesome job, you guys. And so tell me, why did you guys decide to start Sneaks? You guys are already doing a lot for Courtyard. Yeah, definitely. So we, uh, it's kind of funny. So we're launching really like the main focus is really like Courtyard to build like the infrastructure for those physically backed NFTs. And so we, we thought at some point to kind of like have, um, and there, there are other players in the space and they all have their own brands and they're really focusing on like pushing their brand for like being the marketplace and being like the really like the one-stop shop where any NFT is related to that brand. Right. But what we realized is we want to really power all those experiences and courtyard is, is not sexy. It's just courtyard needs to be very trustable. It works well. It's more like a, like a fintech, if you want, like kind of a Stripe experience and rather than being this cool collectible brand, right? And so we realized that that's the first point. And the second point is a lot of the connect, like the collectible community uh, is different. So somebody who connects, uh, who collects cards is going to be somebody who's very different than somebody who collects sneakers or somebody who collects wine and so on. And so we felt there was a need for having like specific branding for different and variable like different types of collectible and really being able to hone in on those verticals and like really create communities for for those verticals while powering courtyard and so this is the re- like this is one of the main reason why we launched that brand and courtyard is is really focusing on both powering those experiences but also working with different brands uh so we, we're in talks with uh, various projects and brands and so on to to help them power their um physically backed NFT. Now we call it connected collectibles, uh, just because we want a, a, another name. Uh, then like there is a lot of negative connotation from the non web three world and non web three space around like NFTs. And it's not clear that it's related to something physical. And so we, we felt like there was a need for something a bit like a newer term that's clear. And so we came up with the term collected, connected collectible for that. Great term. So, great term. Yes. A lot of negativity with the word NFT, even fidgetal as well. So connected collectibles is great. Also, it rolls off the tongue. Yeah, uh, thank you. That's uh, that's all uh, Jake's uh, Jake's in the making. Uh, so uh, yeah, we we really try to push to push for that. And so, like, just to finish on that, like, so core chart is really this infrastructure on the back, like on the back end. So it's going to be powered by Courtyard, but it's not going to be the visible brand behind it. And so we want all of those type of brands to build on Courtyard. And it's better as well, because if you go to a huge brand, that brand would be powering, like powered by Courtyard, but that brand does specifically specifically one courtyard to be at the forefront of what they're doing basically so it's really focusing on the infrastructure while sneaks is the visible uh, brand for sneakers essentially and and i guess i could just jump in and kind of add like you know why sneakers like you know when we started courtyard which as nico said this is kind of like the lab where all of these physical nft projects or connected collectible projects are going to be born from we started and we had a lot of fun with a Pokemon card drop. Uh, we released, I think it was 800 Pokemon cards on the blockchain, tokenized them all, 3D models, put them in uh, in kind of a sealed pack so people could have a fun reveal experience. And that was our first application of the tech. And when we decided that, you know, we wanted to make Courtyard more of like the laboratory where, you know, a lot of things can be built on top of, 
we still wanted to keep having fun and keep doing, you know, uh, different kind of drops to showcase what the tech could do and why we moved into sneakers. Uh, it's because there was already so much overlap between the sneaker community and the Web3 community. I think we see that very clearly these, especially the last few weeks, you have Artifact, you know, working on, on their project with, with Nike. Um, there's a, you know, a, a community-based project, Sneakerheads, that unites a bunch of people in the sneakers and Web3 world. And in general, sneakers are kind of this collectible that, yes, it's great to have on feed and to flex, but we also know tons of people just have them sitting away in their collection in boxes, uh, waiting for that right moment to break them out, or maybe down the line, they just want to flip them uh, because they've appreciated so much in value. So when we thought of a collectible that kind of makes sense to both safeguard in a vault uh, like Brinks, which we'll get into, um, but then also have the ability to really visibly flex, uh, it, it made perfect sense. Definitely, definitely makes sense. And how does keeping them vaulted and having this system help with authenticity? And how do you think that will appeal to collectors? Um, yeah, definitely. I can take that one. Um, so essentially now that's, that, that's why right now for sneakers, we're not, um, we're sourcing the sneakers ourselves right now because we don't have like the authentication capabilities. So we're sourcing them from authenticated sources already, right? But once the sneaker has been authenticated, it's on chain and then you have like the provenance, right? So until the sneakers gets redeemed, you're guaranteed that you're buying something that you can buy and resell instantly while you know for a fact that it's been like you remove this shipment process or like having to send the, the shoe, like having a transition. And we see by buying as many sneakers that some should get lost and then there are some issues and so on. And so you remove all of that friction and you really kind of create a much more liquid asset. Um, but at the same time, we want people to know that they're buying a physical thing, right? So if you go, uh, on the collection, I think we did uh, some very, very limited pre-sale, uh, yesterday. And so if you go on the collection and you look at one of the sneakers, you have this really cool 3d model, but if you go in the description of the sneaker or the NFT, you can click on it and you see the actual pictures taken at the Brinks vault of that shoe. So we build this process where uh, Brinks now receives assets, takes pictures of it with a unique ID on it. So we print a card and every single NFT has their unique ID uh, in the metadata. And the picture has, in the picture, we print that card and we put in front of the box with the shoe that we take a picture of. And so you know that you have both this cool 3D looking model, but you know that there is an actual shoe behind it and what it looks like as well. And so that's the way we're thinking of of making it to to to, to grow the business essentially. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Great explanation. And you guys had your pre-sale and now the public sale will be tomorrow, um, in less than 24 hours, how does it feel to know that this is finally happening? Uh, it's been a long time in the making. Uh, uh, it's so exciting. Uh, we, it's a bit of a different drop because the, the whole technology behind it, we actually built uh, a checkout experience. Um, so most NFT project, you go to the landing page, you connect your wallet and, um, you like there, they might be guest wars if it's a hugely hyped project. And then you just mint through the website, right? But if we think of it as really something that is an infrastructure that can be integrated in any brand website and any project, you, a lot of the brands don't want to put 
connected connect your wallet inside their website and so they all have to create their own website uh, for it right and it's not really the it's not really the greatest experience for those brands and it takes a long time and it's a lot of challenges for that so we created this checkout button experience which is kind of like a, a paypal where you click mint with courtyard and it redirects you to a courtyard checkout page where you connect your wallet or it remembers if you connected your wallet you see what you pay for it integrate with your backend and automatically it's you mint your nft through that checkout experience and so that prevents gas wars for once um so if like we lock the asset at the time of at the time you click the button, you lock the asset in the inventory and you have three minutes to complete the checkout. And so it's more like a web two experience meets for a drop meets like web three minting. And so that took a long time to build. And so we we're really excited to 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 be launching that for for this drop and and launch this new concept basically. And basically learn and see what what the community wants and build for them basically. Amazing, amazing. Well, good luck on that. Um, we will be watching closely. And we see that there's a lot of people here in the audience. Just want to remind you guys again, um, we will be giving out a POAP um, towards the end of the spaces. So please stay tuned. Right now, Ezra, uh, who runs our Twitter, has a question for you guys. Hello. Um, I'm wondering, like, with with NFTs becoming so new and we're so we're so new to the space and things are still being built, what are like some of the challenges that you've run into when connecting these these digital assets with the physical assets? Like it, whether it's a tech challenge or even like maybe it's not socially accepted yet and you have to overcome some like human, you know, uh, human behavior reasons like what what are some of the challenges that you guys have run into doing this, you know, being one of the first to connect these? Yeah, uh, lots of challenges. Uh, so I would say the main two uh, challenges are number one, education. Like it's a new concept, as you mentioned, and it's it's novice. Like it's a new concept that's hard to explain to people. And first of all, you need to know about NFTs. Uh, you need to know about blockchain. And there's a, there's a lot of like steps to get to understand what are you buying exactly. And so all of that education piece takes time and it's hard, but like it's necessary for understanding what are the value, what would you get it as an NFT versus uh, just buying the asset yourself, right? And the second piece is really everything regarding um, the legal framework to make sure, because as, as we mentioned, it's something completely new. The regulation is being built on that, but it's still uh, it's still new. And so a lot of things such as, and we, we, we worked a lot, we figured out all of that, but like what happened for like sales tax uh, or if somebody redeems in France, how do you do? Uh, do you need to pay for custom fee if you ship to France if the asset is in the US? So there, there's a lot of like different things and we've been, um, Brinks has helped us a lot because they have all that infrastructure built already. But the link to buying an NFT that's physically backed uh, and like the tax component of it um, is is something brand new, right? So uh, that was a a lot of work <laughs> and a lot of time spent on that with the specialists and stuff. But yeah, when it comes to like facilitating these transactions, what are like what are some ways that you're able to onboard people into the NFT space? Like, is it is it changing the the vocabulary? Is it kind of hiding all this technical stuff that we've been seeing like front facing? And, and what I mean by that is like, you have to download MetaMask, you have to put gas, uh, put ETH into your wallet for gas, like 
all of these these upfront things that you have to do before you even own an NFT, like what are what are some ways that people can like onboard, you know, newcomers to the space without overwhelming them with all the technology? Uh, that's a great question, and you you really like we realized that when we launched the Pokemon card drop, it was on Polygon, and because we by now we're used to uh, to having a MetaMask, it's been like I haven't set up my MetaMask for like it's been years that like uh, that this has been set up, and I had some some people that wanted to like some friends who wanted to join the drop, and I had to show them the steps, and th- there is a lot of friction still to to onboard, and especially on side chains right now where you need to like. Uh, bridge your ETH and then buy Matic because you need like this kind of like electricity to make it function on Polygon and so on. And so this is why we we move back like right now for Ethereum drop uh, just to make it a bit more simple. But you're right, we need to <laughs> we need to have like easy onboarding for non crypto users. And how I envision it uh, in the long term is like you have this app that if you don't have a MetaMask or wallet. Maybe there is one automatically created from you with like partnership with, with different, if you create an account and then partnership with different wallets. And then you have this easy, you can pay with a credit card and get the NFT because anyway, we are linked to physical assets, right? And so I think there's going to be a lot of work to do to simplify this onboarding process. And because at the end of the day, we are leveraging NFT technology to facilitate something in the real world, which is liquidity of assets and like the fact of being able to trade those assets in a frictionless way globally, right? And this is, um, it's more like leveraging NFT rather than being like fully NFT focused company, if that makes sense. A hundred percent. I think you, you touched on an important point there. And what I want to bring up is you guys are, you're in a good position because your NFTs are, linked to physical so that's like a, a pretty easy to understand concept like oh you own the nft now that signifies that you own something that's in a physical vault stored by brinks which is i would say pretty safe the and, and it's funny that the nft is meant to simplify it right it's meant to simplify who owns it but we're in a stage where it's pretty complex to even get the nft in the first place so i, I do think it's going to take time and it's important to solve these problems because Everyone in the NFT space, like we look around and we see companies, they're experimenting with new ideas. And it's important that that experimentation is happening to move us to a direction of, okay, now it's actually more simple where you own the NFT and it signifies that you own the physical product, you know, and and that process will be simplified over time. So, no, I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation. Yeah, it's, it's all about making it simple uh, and using some of the things that have worked in web two that are. Like that's why we talk about the checkout process, like something that's easy to integrate in your website removes friction for companies to actually launch a new innovation on that, right? And I would argue that physically backed NFTs or connected collectibles, how we call them now, are some of the first NFTs that a lot of people would purchase. Would it be with us or with other people that will launch uh, in, in, in this space? But this is something that people understand. They're like, oh, that makes sense. And people want to understand because they hear about NFT all the time and a lot of people don't get it. Um, even if like people that are in the space, like I'm fully into NFTs, I love NFTs, I understand the value of the NFT um, side of things. But like a lot of people don't. And when they hear, oh, it's tied to something, that makes sense. And they might be more willing to go for it, right? And so our goal is to educate and making it as simple for people to do, to do so, yeah, to buy them. 
Thank you so much. And I just want to reiterate and also talk about your guys' partnership with Brinks. Um, that's something that's an exclusive for you guys. And Brinks, if you guys don't know, they're the global leader in secure logistics and asset protection. And so having that partnership with Brinks really brings credibility to you guys um, in the Web3 space and in the Web2 space. And so I, I would love for you guys to talk about this partnership and how it came about and how having this well-established security company can just open so many doors for you guys. Definitely. Uh, so, so one thing to mention, like the partnership became even stronger. So they, they part, they participate as well in terms of investing, uh, with us. So we're really like working together hand in hand. And I think the best explanation for that is, so I went to visit one of the vaults to, to see the, the facility, uh, there, uh, we like to make sure we, we smooth the operation pieces and stuff. And that was, uh, one of the experience of, uh, uh, of my life, to be honest, like going into those vaults with like piles and piles of like gold, um, gold bars everywhere, like billions of dollars around you. And then we, we had the Pokemon cards <laughs> next to it, which was fun to see. Um, the, like going there, I really saw the value of having a trusted partner that has experience like handling precious assets and handling management and shipping for those precious assets. Because now we have a process that whenever something is received, we put like some tag on it that you can directly find it in the warehouse. You, everything is associated with the right asset. So you're sure never to lose something. Everything is insured, but as well, like they have a whole operation to say like, we can ship the same day, uh, regardless of the country we have, some partnerships, uh, they have some partnerships with either like their own logistic services or with, uh, like some through a FedEx specific program that's insured and everything gets shipped the same day packaged. Uh, we just put the address and everything gets shipped globally. We know how to, to do the customs. Uh, we know how to estimate the cost of shipment and so on. So having this whole operation, like scaled by a really trusted party, because if you look at vaulting solution worldwide, uh, there's Brinks and there is uh, a few Freeport company, but that's, that's pretty much it. Right. And so having this trusted global partner that's in 150 plus country really brings the ability to provide like, first of all, trust. And second of all, the ability to be global directly and be able to ship everywhere. And I think that's one of the key differentiator that we're really trying to push is to say like, you can trust us with Brinks basically. Um, yeah, and if people can trust difference. billions of dollars, yeah. So if people can trust billions of dollars, uh, I'm pretty sure like the sneakers or the, um, the sneakers of the card are, are, are going to be fine there. The vault sounds really cool. Just being surrounded by all these collectibles and is anyone allowed to visit the vault? Like if, you know, no, no. Uh, no, for, for security, no, we, we were just allowed just because we uh, have this partnership on this, but like, I, I can tell you, I, I carried like, um, a, a gold billion, uh, one, uh, like, uh, it's, uh, it's for 750 K a gold, <laughs> what? It, a gold billion. So like oh. a gold bar, like a big gold bar. And uh, it's you impressive. Hold it? uh, yeah, hell, it's it's quite heavy. <laughs> it's uh, it, it was quite an experience. Uh, thank God I didn't drop it. But uh, yeah, I thought I would. I knew the answer would be no. But like, also when eBay 
um, you know, announced their vault as well. We asked and <laughs> it's just fun. Um, and, and we asked where the location is and it's like in a secret location somewhere in the middle of the United States in a state that no one will think of. So I, I definitely understand. And so that that's what keeps it secure. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's what keeps it secure. But I think it's also when you go there and you see all the like security that are in place and security system that are in place, that's where you realize like they, it, it's safe, it's secure. <laughs> so that's, uh, it, it's more secure than in your home for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, if anyone's going to admit, then you, you know, we can't exactly say what's there, but they are secure. Maybe there are guards, maybe there are not. But anyways, um, back to what we were talking about. Can you go into the process of how it works? Like if you meant what options are available after your um, you get the connected co- co- collectible and what, what is available to someone who is a holder? Yeah, so this next concept is really focused on one specific model um, that we believe. So we have like some people that are really, and Jake including, uh, including Jake there, that are really into the sneaker ecosystem who know who's the collector. And there are a few models that really have like a special story behind it that make it a collectible and that would likely be a good investment over time, right? And so we really want to showcase one sneaker at a time. And so what we're doing right now with this concept is every month, we're going to do one sneaker with uh, a very, very limited model. Like, so we, we're going to do between 50 to 100, 100 shoes every single time. That's a maximum. You can pick your size. So size are pretty limited. It's between like five to 10 pair per size. And you can mint that specific one using your check, using or checkout. So you select your size, you mint it if it's available, and then you get this redeemable physically backed um, NFT that you can at any point in time come to us and say, hey, I would like to get this shipped to me. So we're selling at least price of what the, the shoe is worth on the market. Uh, and we basically covering like the authentication that we pay on other services for us because our goal is not to make money. Our goal is really to push the concept and making understanding people, ma- making people understand the whole concept of physically backed NFT for that. So every single month you will have between 50 to hundred shoes of one single pair. So like it's the same model that we showcase and we tell the story and Jane can maybe tell the story about the one we're, we're launching now. Um, and our goal is to grow the collection this way with very limited amount of sneakers on the platform. So, because if we do like, if at any point in time, you can just get the same sneaker every single time, it starts to become less of a, uh, less of a thing. Right. So we want to really showcase and, um, yeah, showcase one model. So Jake, maybe you want to chat quickly about the, the one we're doing or. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so the one we went with for our first job is, uh, it's, uh, a dunk, which is a model that was introduced by Nike, I think in 85. And it was kind of a basketball model at first. And in recent years has come back really strong as a retro, uh, and kind of taken the secret world by storm. And this particular one we went with was a collaboration with, uh, the owner of a store in Los Angeles called uh, union. And they are kind of like a legendary streetwear store. And, and they're really, uh, the core story behind the sneakers that, Chris Gibbs, who started Union, uh, used to, back in like the pre-internet days, would travel from L.A. to I think, uh, parts of Europe and Japan 
And he would go and he would buy these regional exclusive dunks. So these really cool colorways that weren't available in the U.S. And he would just pack them all up in a hockey bag and fly back to the U.S. and put them up in his shop and not, not sell them for a crazy profit or anything. His whole thing was that he just wanted to connect these two worlds of sneaker collectors. And so we got really excited about this shoe because we see such a parallel in what we're doing with connecting the physical and digital worlds. Um, and so there's a whole bunch of details on the shoe that kind of try to tell the story. You know, there's like a material on the shoe that's meant to resemble the texture of a passport. And there's a hang tag on the shoe that looks like a luggage tag. So it's like one of these things that as a collector, you just kind of love to look at and take in all, all of the subtle details um and and that's the story behind it and we want to keep doing things like that that uh kind of unearth these cool sneakers to people who maybe both already know about them and love sneakers and just want to own it in this new cool way or just love collecting and they love uh you know memorabilia and collectibles and physical things that have cool stories behind them and we're now unlocking this uh, really easy way to get them because uh, well, easy in the sense of like, it's not going to take up square footage in your apartment or your house, which uh, for someone like me, that is a serious problem. I'm I'm very low on room. So I love the you idea. Should of see his wall. Yeah. You should see his wall behind him on video. He has like filled with sneakers. I think it's a, uh, it's uh, his girlfriend's not very happy about that. But <laughs> yes. Uh, so I, I love the idea of being able to vault it and have it when I want at a moment's notice or be able to just really easily sell it. Um, and then there's also those more like, you know, diehard collectors who really believe in the one to rock, one to stock mentality. For those who aren't sneaker collectors, that basically just means you love a sneaker so much that you buy one that you immediately wear on feet, one to rock, and then a second pair to stock to keep somewhere for when that first pair is uh, is cooked or, you know, worn out. Uh, so you can have a fresh one uh, as a backup. So, so yeah, there's uh, a lot of uh, cool uh, you know, value unlocks that you have by owning a physical sneaker in, in NFT form. I have a question. I was just wondering why you guys decided to launch Sneaks as a different brand. Like, I know it's still part of the Courtyard ecosystem, but you guys were already doing a lot with Courtyard. Why did you decide to make it your own account with your own branding in its own umbrella? You go ahead, Jake. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take a first pass, I guess, and then I'll let Nico jump in. But um, it, it goes back like a, a little bit to what we were saying before. You know, Courtyard to us is, is starting to become more of this launchpad for not just our own releases, but for a lot of different companies to come and work with us. And we just have this infrastructure that says, you know, hey, if you want to take products that you traditionally release in Web2 in the physical world and you want to try something new with them, uh, releasing them through connected collectible tech. We will work with you. We will consult with you on all parts of the process and we could do something really cool together. So Courtyard, you know, we, we wanted to become more of that incubator, that laboratory. And as fun as it was to launch our first collection there, you know, at the time, like we, it, this is web three, everything moves, you know, a month is five years. So we're figuring everything out as we went. And, and so it was really fun to have the the first drop be under the Courtyard name and that, that Genesis drop of Pokemon NFT, you know, uh, the Pokemon cards will always have a special place in our, our history. And I think uh, once physically backed NFTs or connected collectibles catch on more, uh, probably a special place in that overall ecosystem is some of the first to do it. 
Uh, but why we separated sneaks is because we really just wanted to lean into the connector culture that come that the collector culture that comes with sneakers. Uh, it is a really rich community. Um, it, it's a community that really kind of prides itself on you know uh, doing cool things and 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 having people who are in the know or. Yeah. So we wanted to create a brand that really is just from the top to bottom, inside out, always is everything about sneakers. And uh, that, I think, in a nutshell, is, is why we, we broke it out. We just really wanted to lean into the sneaker and Web3 communities. And uh, we couldn't really do that without sacrificing some of the courtyard identity. So we split it out and, and just went all in. Yeah, maybe to to add to that is like somebody who is a sneakerhead or loves to collect sneakers, he doesn't really care how things work in the background as long as you know he has this cool NFT and he can get it, right? And so Courtright is really more focused on, around the tech behind it, uh, which is a lot of people are interested in that, but maybe not the people who are just looking to look into collectible itself, right? And so that's why we figure out like it was better to have those different brands. And we, we're going to launch as well something uh, we, we have a name, I think it's called slabs, uh, for, as you can guess, uh, cards, trading cards, um, where you could actually, uh, potentially like our goal long-term is like, you can tokenize anything. So you can ship it to us. We tokenize it. You get the NFT from, from your collectible basically. So that's, that's the ultimate goal, uh, for, for those type of products basically. Definitely, definitely makes sense. Thank you so much for explaining. And I think that a lot of people in the audience um, were might have been wondering the same thing. So uh, thanks for explaining. And I know that, you know, it's been a while since you guys dropped your Genesis collection um, for a courtyard with the Pokemon cards. I just want to know how that journey has been up until now. As you said earlier, the NFT space moves so quickly. And so, you know, knowing how that went will give us all full confidence in knowing how, um, the sneaker launch will go as well. I mean, I'm sure it'll be great, but um, would just love to hear about the insights on how it was to build that and execute that. Yeah, definitely. I think two, two, two things to to mention. So like the, the, the first drop of Pokemon like sold out very quickly. Uh, it was on Polygon, which has a much lower market, right? And so right now this drop is very different in a way that it's like much smaller. Uh, we only have, I think, 70, 70 shoes or something like this. Um, like this is much smaller, but in the way that's very different than any other type of project is you get the value that's physically backed for sure. And you can get it at home if you want. And so there's less of this risk because when you, when you buy a new NFT project, right. Um, it's all about the community behind that project and like the utility they're going to build and so on. But it's all about like what the whole market defines, what the value is there. Here, it's, it's a bit different. And again, it comes back to the education. It's a bit different because you get that value for sure, guaranteed, because the asset that's backing it has value and you can get that asset back and sell it in the real world if you want to. And so I think it's much less, less of a risk as, um, like a, a lot of people approach projects like, oh, am I going to mean this or no? I don't know, um, if it's going to do well or no. Here, there's much less of a means because you get the value directly from it. And so that's, I think it's a big distinction that's, hard to grasp even for us, right? Because it's a new type of, it's not a typical NFT. It's a connected collectible and it has value directly, basically. Yeah. And I, I would also just add on the Genesis collection, you know, we had a, a ton of fun with it. You know, we, you could see, I think in the pin post, 
we had uh, the cards were not revealed. You know, they were in these packs that anyone could choose to open or not. And still to this day in the collection, there are packs that are not revealed. And there are some great chase cards hidden in those packs. So we had a lot of fun. Like we listened to the community pretty much every step of the way with that drop. You know, they wanted the ability to leave packs sealed and we built a way to do that. And 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 I think we'll we'll always have that mindset, even with the sneaks collection too. We'll try to find some way, fun ways to like throw in surprises for the community uh, over time. But um, but yeah, it it was the the Genesis drop. I would say couldn't have gone better. We really had a lot of fun with it. Definitely. Awesome, and- awesome. Would you be able to give us some alpha on what? sneaker brands you guys currently have talks with or are you not allowed to um disclose that uh like what we can say is we we've been in contact with some pretty big powerhouse uh in the fashion uh and some some nft um very big brands as well so uh we've got a lot of people contacting us as well uh, I think our goal is to really launch now that we have something that's scaled uh, to launch a lot of cool experiences with with those brands, with different companies and so on and really build, um, really build for that. So uh, unfortunately, I prefer prefer not to to give any alpha now. Uh, but yeah, we got, we got a lot coming for, for you guys. So. And one of the best places to stay up to date on the alpha is actually if you go to sneaks.world, there's a little bell on the top. Uh, if you just put your email there, uh, we send out emails as soon as those new drops goes live. So check our Twitter, check, um, you know, sign up for those drop alerts. That's going to make sure that you're always getting uh, alpha in your inbox. And yeah, and the, the ultimate goal is for like, imagine like a, a limited edition shoe, for instance, uh, that only can get through like a NFT release basically. And so there's only imagine like 500 of it and that's the only way to get it. And so if you want to actually wear it, you need to burn the NFT and you don't have the NFT anymore. And that's the only time the NFT will be created for that shoe. So like, those are the cool things that you can build that didn't exist before. It's like a new way to, to release product, um, that brands want to, on, like they want to go for it, right? And so all we are is here to help them navigate through that and create those experiences for for different communities, basically. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and you know, follow, follow along for the alpha. It was a great attempt on my part, though. But thank you for letting us know. And we we have we have complete faith that this big powerhouse is going to be great. Um, Ezra has another question, and then we will take a couple of you guys up for audience questions, and then we'll get going with the POAP, and then that'll be it. Yeah, I wanted to know, like, courtyard housing, other people's work, like Pokemon or, or other physical uh, collectibles, what's it going to be like when your first uh, sneaker purchaser rolls up on you in person wearing the sneakers like what's that feeling gonna be like because i'm sure you guys are pouring your heart and soul into designing it and getting all the logistics figured out like when you see that finally in person like how do you think that's gonna feel i it would feel amazing if we if we do a collab with a brand that creates a unique sneaker and somebody is wearing it because he i I mean that would be like the uh it would be amazing uh so uh i hope we will get there soon uh, we working very hard, like days and nights. And if you look at the engineering team, they all have like 
bags under their eyes because they've been working <laughs> literally weekends to to get those uh, those product lights. Um, but yeah, if we having something like this would be would be just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, speaking uh, speaking for like artists in the space, like just seeing other people consume the artwork and getting to you know experience uh, something that you've built and and you know, really poured time and effort into, like, I, I just can't imagine what that's going to feel like. And what, what's the, um, what's the thought process behind keeping it around 70, um, sneakers, you know, just keeping it an exclusive collection. Like, can you expand on, on that thought process? That's a great question. Uh, we, we thought a lot about that. Uh, and we went back and forth, uh, quite a bit. Initially we wanted to offer any sneaker for sale on different platforms and we buy it for you and we give you the NFT for that. Right. Um, but then we realized there is some sort of, a analogy with like a ticket concert. So if you go to a concert and the concert sells out, the tickets are going to resell, um, like they, they're going to be some sort of collectible aspect to it. Uh, that like tickets are going to be more valuable or more, um, interesting in, uh, like buying in the second hand, but if it doesn't sell out, like why would you go buy it on the second hand? Right. And so we want to provide liquidity to users so that if we limit it and for now, and we're learning still a bit, if we limit it, um, you will have that specific drop of NFT that's limited and you cannot have every single time a new one that you go on courtyard and just meet a new one. So right now we're limiting it for this just because sneakers are very similar uh, in like, it's one model with different size and we don't plan to compete with like powerhouse of like sneaker trading. Right. And so we're really, really like proving the model, testing, iterating based on that. Basically. I don't know if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. It, and, and one other thing I would add is that, you know, this is an experience for collectors, you know, whether you are already a sneakerhead or you just love to collect in general and you want to come in and learn about sneakers and collect that's what the experience is for and so our drops are intentionally curated you know we want to we we don't want to go out and bring the entire kitchen sink back and just create nfts from them we want to be really intentional with you know what we're bringing on chain and and how we're doing it and and we're putting so much thought into that um i i i I got so excited just thinking about it. I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, we, we really want to create an experience that collectors are excited to hunt for. And it's also, you know, I think it's impossible to be a Web3 or NFT startup these days and not be rapidly experimenting to figure out what works best, what is going to appeal to people, what's going to help onboard more of the mainstream and part of that is this too. Part of it is experimenting until we get it right. Um, but we we care deeply about our community, about bringing new people into it. And so I think every move we're making is to basically keep people happy, keep people excited, uh, and show the world that we're doing interesting things. Um, but it's definitely it's a, a a marathon, not a sprint. You know. Yeah. I love this quality over quantity approach. Um, Sorry, Ezra, were you trying to say something? Oh, I was just going to say, um, now is the time for people to come up and get audience questions. So request and we'll get you up here. Um, and, and kind of just going on that last note. Um, oh, it, well, we'll do POAP and then do the audience questions. But now is still time um, to request. It Just in line with this being a marathon and not a sprint. And 
and also adding on the the new Web3 ethos of people building in public and and releasing a project. And you can see all the numbers and the sales. You, you can't hide that like you can in a traditional Web2 environment. So we've seen a lot of companies um, kind of just like tiptoe their way into it. And, and that's kind of been like this model um, that's kind of stuck while people are experimenting, dipping their toes into the NFT space. It, it really is just like small experimentation, do a little bit of experimentation here and there, and, and just test and learn and see what works. So it does make sense, like, as you explain, keeping it small, keeping it exclusive, and then just bringing those learnings on, um, you know, as you continue to grow and, and have, have these different arms as well. So... Exactly. And I think like the fact that, and th- we're not the only one, like there, there are a few other players and we're all trying to bring this new space forward. And it's a lot about education. It's a lot about like, it, it's a new category completely. Right. And so it's only by experimenting that we and move fast that we can actually understand like what would make sense for, for people in general, because at the end of the day, I think we all have the same mentality of like, NFT is a great technology. How can we use it to facilitate like have a true use case in the real world and and yeah and so that takes time and experimentation one to rock and one to stop i learned more about the sneaker world being in nfts than ever (laughs) than ever trying to get into the sneaker world in the first place it's so funny there's so many parallels so much overlap yeah it's it's really crazy i think like a, a lot of uh you know, resale is a huge thing in the sneaker world. Uh, it's a, a multi-million dollar market. And I think when in the, the heyday of like the, the bull run, uh, like spring, summer 2021, I guess, or uh, my, my memory is all hazy, but uh, you had a lot of people from that resale world trying to get into NFTs to flip. And now that it's a little bit less about that game, more about the actual value of NFTs, I think some of the the purely reselling type mentalities have gone away and what you're left with is just an overlap of people who really you know believe in uh, both web3 technology and what it can do forward thinking and who also just love to collect sneakers and and yeah it's, it's uh, a really really good cross-section amazing we also have keegan up here from the audience what you got keegan what's up hey, guys keegan. how you doing how's it going Good, good. Uh, thanks for having me up. Just wanted to come and say hi to you guys, uh, Ezra. I see your content coming through on IG regular. Uh, Erica, <laughs> always reading your write-ups. I do appreciate them. Nick, I haven't been seeing Nick around as much, but I am waiting for all the sound effects and the soundboards to start kicking in. Uh, but yeah, Sneaks, this is really cool. Really like the innovation. Um, you know, any project that's pushing the technology, creating, trying new things, I think is awesome. Uh, I love jumping on when I can. I'm kind of back to work right now, but, you know, I always love to hear kind of what's happening and taking a pulse here in the ground game, man. It sounds like this uh, sneaks is you guys are doing some really cool things. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. (laughs) I mean, I had to hit it with him. Uh, I had to hit him with it here because he did say the soundboard. So Um, and also to your point on on me being a little more quiet lately, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, there's going to be some updates coming. But, um, you know. Uh-oh. Some moves and shakes uh, and, and whatnot. Um, so you know, nice. stay tuned. I mean, I hope I hope good ones. I good, it's shakes. all fantastic ones. Don't worry, don't worry. His nice. ten thousand supply PFP is coming soon. Oh no no no. Nice. <laughs> no. 
No, that is Wayne not. Mint. That's, that's, Wayne that's, Mint. Yeah, that's that's false. Um, I have some art in my bio, though, if you want to check it out. Uh, but anyway. Wow. Uh, <laughs> 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 that's so funny. Yeah, amazing. We I, do. Are you guys going to come out to the West Coast at all anytime soon? I wish. I mean, I, I know we got a few people out based in uh, West Coast, but um, I live in I LA. Okay, guys. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot you're here in the West Coast already. So you're melting like with us right now with this weather. Yes, but I'm actually I really like it because I'm at home with the AC. So <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I don't want to take over the spaces too much. I mean, I could, and we could ramble on for a while, but uh, I know you guys got stuff to do. Uh, appreciate talking to you guys. Uh, hopefully, I'll catch you guys soon. Yeah, thanks for coming up, Keegan. Much love, homie. Right back at you. Amazing. If anyone else wants to come up and request, now's the time. Um, otherwise, we will uh, close her down and move on with the rest of our wonderful Wednesday. Today's Wednesday, right? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> is there is there anything that we haven't touched on that you guys want to talk about? Um, you know, just about sneaks or slabs? That sounded pretty no, Yeah, I feel like if anything, slabs was the alpha of the day because there's not much more we can share on it yet. Uh, there was a little bit of a conversation happening on Twitter yesterday that Cordar got tagged in around, uh, I, yeah, uh, that, that's, I've already said too much, but, um, slabs will be, uh, we'll have some more info soon. And only, I think we talked about everything. I, I would just want to remind the audience that sneaks is just launching this week. Uh, we are in our pre-sale window right now and tomorrow is our public release. Uh, so follow us on Twitter, uh, go to sneaks.world for a really fun experience that is uh, that explains what we do in a really cool, immersive way. And if you're interested, if you're a sneaker collector, if you are just a collector in general um, and you're interested in what we're doing, definitely follow along and and try to get in on this first drop. I think Keegan's raising uh, his hand, so I would love to hear yeah, the question. Possibly just waving by to us. Just to raise the roof. <laughs> I love that soundboard. Thank you. Well, it was a great space, you guys. I'm excited for your launch tomorrow. Best of luck. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having us. It was it was great. It's always great to, to come back to 137 yeah. p.m. So and, and chat with you guys. So really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you every thank you everyone for joining. Be sure to follow Courtyard for the updates. Um, and sneaks as well if you're interested in nabbing one of the limited edition sneakers. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Make sure to join our live Twitter spaces every week to participate in exclusive Q&As so you can be part of the next episode. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to follow at NFT137 on Twitter. What 37 is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production. <laughs>